The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. First, our chief reporter Barry White with me to talk through some of those census results in more detail. Barry, understandably, that the increase in population passing that five million mark—that's getting the headlines. Yeah, there's lots of details uh, to go through, so that's where we'll start. So, the results of the 2022 census have revealed that the population in Ireland exceeded five million for the first time in 171 years. So, since the famine. The population on the 3rd of April 2022 was 5.15 million, meaning the total number of people living in Ireland has increased by almost 389,000 or 8% since the last census was recorded in April 2016. The population includes 2.55 million males and 2.6 million females, so there are over 60,000 more females than males in Ireland. We are also a rapidly ageing population. There was a 26% increase in the number of people in the state who are aged over 70, while there was a 4% fall in the numbers of people aged 25 to 39. The average age of the population increased from 374 in 2016 to 38.8. So I'm just near enough the average age of the average person I'm in north, Ireland. I'm north of that average <laughs> age. Uh, tell me about the county by county breakdown. Uh, did, did every county see a growth in population? Yeah, so in the last census in 2016, there was a few counties who saw a decrease in their population. But this time around, all 26 counties have saw population increases. Uh, County Longford recorded the strongest population growth with the number up by 14% in just five years. Other counties showing strong population growth were Meath, 13% higher, Fingal, uh, 12% and Kildare 11% higher the east of the country saw the biggest increase in population as you'd expect Donegal, Kilkenny and Tipperary saw their populations grow by 5% Leitrim had an increase of 770 people and Sligo with an increase of just over 1300 people they were the counties with the smallest increases in population and what about the makeup of, of that population for example the number of non-Irish citizens living in the state yeah, so there were there are now over six hundred and thirty thousand non-Irish citizens living in the state, which represents twelve percent of Ireland's usual resident population. And it's interesting when you delve into these figures: Indian, Romanian, and Brazilian citizens were the groups which increased by the biggest numbers since twenty sixteen. On the night the census was recorded, there were over forty five thousand citizens from India living here, while there were a similar figure for Romanian citizens. It was just over forty three thousand. However, the Polish population living here has decreased by 24% when compared with the previous census, while the number of Lithuanians living here has also decreased by 14%. Also, the number of people who recorded dual Irish citizenship was uh, over 170,000, representing a 63% increase from 2016 in people who were uh, considering themselves dual nationalities. What does it tell us about the health of the nation? We are, well, you can read into this, I think, we're getting unhealthier maybe um, the proportion of people who reported their general health status as either very good or good fell from 87% to 83% between 2016 and 2022 apart from those aged 75 years and over all other age groups reported a shift from good to less good health in 2022 52% of people aged 35 to 39 reported very good health compared with 61% in 2016 
All right. Well, listen, it's fascinating stuff. and We could dig into it uh, all day long. It's the nature of it. People will continue to dig into it over the coming days. But I do want to focus now um, on on one element of it, which is uh, the decline in the number of people who identify as Roman Catholic. So down from 79% in the last census in 2016 to 69%, 10% reduction uh, compared to this census in 2020. To Father Iggy O'Donovan, parish priest in Feathered, County Tipperary, uh, with me. Uh, now, Iggy, you're welcome uh, to the show. Are, are you surprised by that decrease? I, no, I'm not. I think <clears throat> that decrease has been staring us straight in the face. Uh, and uh, in fact, um, if the 69%, and we have to take the figures as they're given to us, and I do realise this is sort of a synthesis, and the detailed breakdown comes later. But the 69%, I think the Catholic Church in Ireland would be very flattered to think that 69% were, shall we say, loyal members. I think 69% would be the absolute upper limit by the people with the most tenuous attachment to Catholicism, down then to the people who have a very strong attachment. Mm. But I would think 69%, okay, it ticks a box, but my God, under the surface there, I think... If we were to break that down further, the picture, I think, would be very different from 69%. So, so that, that, that includes all the, the, the so-called... controversial now. Yeah. I push it down to about 19%. 19? Okay? Well, if we, are to talk about, if we are to talk about... If if by Catholic you define someone who is a member of the Catholic Church and who practices regularly or reasonably regularly, that would be... By that definition, I'm saying 19 and, and that might even be high. But, uh, but 69, in the broader cultural sense, yes, I think most Irish people still, in one way or another, would identify with Catholicism, not necessarily practicing, not, not necessarily, not mm. at all. So um, that's my take on yeah. that there. The, I accept the 60, in, Interesting, I noticed that the latest figure available for Italy was 67% down again from 79% the previous time. Okay. So it's just an interesting little comparison. Yeah, but we're, 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 we're very much like them in that trend. Listen, stay with us, Iggy. I want to bring in Gillian Brennan. She's the CEO of the Humanist Association of Ireland. Gillian, do you, do you maybe welcome the fact that more people are accepting the reality of their faith or their lack of faith? Absolutely. So we're very pleased today to see that the figures of people identifying as non-religious are up almost 60%. So it's gone up four percentage points overall um, to 14%. So there's, you know, there's a cohort of people out there now, almost three quarters of a million people who clearly identified on the census form as non-religious. Um, now we would contend, I would agree with what um, Father Iggy has said there, that there's a lot of people who do tick the box in terms of, um, you know, out of some past cultural affiliation. So we think the real figure is probably higher. Um, but anyway, with regard to the figures that are published today, I don't think the government can any longer ignore such a large group of people. You know, in terms of um, coming after Catholicism, in terms of the group of people underneath the heading of the religion question, the people who are non-religious form the second largest category. So mm. they can't be ignored any longer. It's interesting, though. I, I, I wonder how many people don't take non-religious because while they maybe don't identify with a church, they maybe still have some sense of spirituality uh, and they feel that taking non-religious is, is a rejection of uh, of any and all spirituality. 
And that's probably the case, um, you know, for, for some people, certainly. But I suppose what we would draw attention to is the impacts of that. So when you look at discrimination that actually exists against the non-religious in our country, so one classic example is the Employment Equality Act. And Section 37 of that act allows hospitals and schools to discriminate on the grounds of religion and employment. I mean, that's simply not sustainable where you now have such a large cohort of people identifying as non-religious and potentially more out there. Also, the patronage of our, of our school system, the constitution, which has a religious preamble, uh, religious oaths that are enforced for judges um, and for the president of the country, mm. the council of state. I mean, that's, that's not appropriate in, in, a, in a society that is now clearly identifying as becoming more secular and more pluralist. So the government clearly needs to look at making the change that's necessary so that all citizens can feel a part and involved fully in society. Uh, Iggy, there's, there, there's often kind of two equal and, and utterly opposing uh, um, reactions to the reality of falling numbers within the church and one is that the church needs to you know modernize get with the times have women priests uh, and, and what have you the other is is as i say is quite the opposite it's that the church needs to accept the reality of what has happened and slim down trim down and actually service those who have a deep and abiding faith rather than trying to cater to the the cultural catholics i, I wonder yeah, it, wh- where you fall on that spectrum yeah, well, it, 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 it's a difficult one to answer in two sentences. You know, it's, it's difficult. Mm. But the, uh, on issues like women priests, incidentally, which I would favour, nevertheless, is that's not the panacea because our, our, say, our separated um, fellow Christians in, the, say, the Anglican Church and so forth, if anything, numbers-wise, are doing infinitely worse. Though so it's interesting, just very quickly there, your other guest there, is it Gillian was the name? Yeah, Gillian, yeah. Gillian, yes. That, um, are, I know we had the reservations about things like oats and that, but I was watching take the most secular country closest to us that we could possibly come up with, England. I was watching the coronation of their king recently, which was a purely religious service. Mm. Very interesting. Anyway, to move back to what we were saying. The, um, culturally, yes, and Gillian is correct there, there, there is that attachment to Catholicism. Those who would be measured by regular practice is no doubt well down. And also a little more, what would be a bit alarming for me as well, the demographic of the percentage who are practicing, the demographic would be inclined to be towards the upper bracket, as indeed are the clergy. Now, I don't want to be coming across totally negative. The figure is the figure, and it does say 69%, but it's something I would treat with a certain caution. As regards um, the issues about women priests or so many other issues, I have argued that ad nauseum without much success, which means I have been promoted to the back benches. (laughs) But be that as it may. But nevertheless, if we wanted a wake-up call uh, as the way things are going, not that it's a surprise, and I'm sure Gillian is a surprise either. But would be good for Gillian there. I think in other words, they have a very definite 14%, whereas our 69, I think, is a much looser coalition, shall we say. Uh, uh, do you suspect, Gillian, that that number, your figure of 14% at the moment, people identify as non-religious, that that will continue to climb, that that is the kind of the inevitable trend we are on? Absolutely, I would fully expect that. So in 2001, so exactly 20, um, just over 20 years ago, no religion was at 3.5%. So in that just over 20-year period, it has grown fourfold. 
Um, so, you know, the, the trend is there um, year on year when the census is complete. And that trend is mapped out across most westernised countries, um, you know, where they've had recent census of population. So we fully expect when the next census comes around in a few years' time that yeah. that will grow and most likely top over 20%, if not even higher by that point in time. Gillian Brennan, the seat. There, there, there will be one other issue, and it's this, that... Gillian, you may be well dealing down the road in the natural distant future with forms of religion which go well beyond anything Roman Catholicism ever came up with. I'm talking now of some of my Islamic friends and so forth who are taking a much more fundamentalist uh, religious approach and very deeply fundamentalist and are most deeply suspicious of they see us as far too secular a society which needs to be re-religionized. But in their sense, so well, I can assure you that your big problem down the road may not be the bishops, <laughs> but some of the mullahs. All right. Well, listen, who, uh, who, 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 who will, shall we say, take a much more direct line of action when it comes to it? Father Iggy O'Donovan, parish priest in Feather County Tipperary, Gillian Brennan, CEO of the Humanist Association of Ireland. Thank you both very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.